0: clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gas Show. I pray it blesses you.
1: good morning my friend hope you're doing well 27 august the 27th day of all in august can't believe we're almost done i told you a couple of days ago that i have a little conversation from neuroscience about something called cognitive dissonance that i want to talk to you about and i do um, but the, the week just sort of didn't play out like i thought it was going to in this morning even though it's a weekend i've got to go in and do some kind of urgent surgery um they're preparing for now, so pray for me and the team and the patient and all that. But um, I I just want to spend a couple minutes with you. I've been in Bible study this morning, and one of those times when um, what I was thinking and chewing on and praying about, um, God put the right verse in my hands to, to help me deal with that. Um, And it came in the form of a song from Tommy Walker, believe it or not. My friend Tommy just released another one of his soulful scripture songs called He Will Hold Me Fast. Um, And it turns out to be exactly what I was dealing with. Um, That was been kind of my... Lisa and I had been sort of dealing with something, praying about something, and struggling with something. And so it just all kind of came together, and I thought maybe I would just share that with you for a minute as a quiet time. So we're going to spend a little time in Psalm 55. We're going to have an amazing song from Tommy and Eileen Walker. Uh, And then we're just going to go... uh, and get after it. I hope you have an amazing day. College football is starting today in the United States if you're into that. Um, It's kind of my favorite time of the year, the fall, cooler weather, football, all that stuff. So um, good stuff. And we're going to get after the idea of what to do when it feels like the sword just won't leave your house. Like if you you feel like you're just under some kind of an attack, there's something going on that's heavy and hard and, and you're trying to go all in but other people are, are interfering with your uh, ability to, to kind of keep the course and stay the stay the race and stay in the fight uh, when it feels like things are heavy and hard and I know it's a lot of you're going through that because I read the prayer wall every day and uh, there's a lot going on so we're going to get after it uh, we're just going to talk about how he will hold you fast and you can trust in that and the way you to begin to trust in it as you change your mind and remember who God is and the promises that he's made to you, and that'll change your life. And the good news is when is it, Lisa? The good news is you can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule you have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called Self-Brain Surgery. You can learn it, and it will help you become healthier, feel better,
0: and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today.
1: Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right. Hey, thanks, Lisa. Listen, um, we're going to talk about Psalm 55. Let me read you Psalm 55. David is, is suffering here. He's... Um, He's praying and he's, he's going through something hard. And let's just hear what he says. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I am distraught because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter, far from the tempest and storm. Do you feel him here? Lisa said this one time. We were going through something real hard. It was after Mitch died, and there was just a lot going on, and everything felt stressful. We felt like there were attacks coming from all sides. And she said, I just just feel like running away. I just wish I could get in the car and drive and find a place where this wasn't happening. Right? This is what David's saying right now. I just wish I could fly away like a dove. I would just go be at rest somewhere and stay there where all this stuff isn't going on. We've been going through something. You know, it's, it's really, really hard losing a child. I know you obviously have been through things in your life, and I hope that it's not that. Um, but life is that, right? John sixteen thirty three. Jesus promised in this world you'll have trouble. And so people lose spouses and they lose children and they lose siblings and they lose parents and they go through divorces and they have hard things happen to them. They get cancer and they go bankrupt and they, and all these things happen. You can't give up the bottle or whatever it is the hard things happen and when they do, it can start to feel like life is just coming at you from all sides and you can't find any space or peace. And well David's here and he's he's feeling this. He's suffering. He's he's going through a hard thing. And for context, the the story that he's Complaining about here um, is the result of his sin with Bathsheba. He he's committed adultery with Bathsheba. You probably remember the story from Second Samuel. Um, he committed adultery. Tried to cover it up by having the husband killed in battle. He arranged for the husband to be sent to the front lines in this war, and then the husband Uriah died. And and the uh, the Bathsheba, his the wife that he took by murdering her husband, um, had a baby that then God. God basically took that child from them as a punishment. But but over in Second Samuel the, the the prophet Nathan came to call David out for that sin and he promised him something down in uh verse twelve uh sorry verse ten verse ten. 2 Samuel twelve ten, Nathan says, Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah to be your own. So, so Nathan promises him, God is going to punish you for this thing that happened. He's going he's to keep strife in your family. And it's not that God's actively punishing him. He's just saying the consequences of this sin are going to follow you around for a while. This this is going to be hard for your family going forward. You're going to have trouble because of this decision that you've made because of this this, this sin that you committed. Now, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that all the troubles in our lives are because of sin. That's not true. But sometimes there are consequences of our action. You married the wrong person. You get pregnant at the wrong time. You you get a DUI and you go to jail and you lose your job. And that, and that follows you around it's hard to get another job, right? Or you commit a felony when you're 17 and then you can't buy firearms, you can't vote, or different things happen. And sin follows you around. And it's not because God's actively punishing you. It's just because in this life, until we're redeemed, until we're restored, until he comes back, there are consequences to our behavior, right? Well, Nathan's here telling, hey, the sword's not going to depart from your house. There's going to be strife and trouble in your home for a long time because of this chain of events that you set off with your decision here to, to... Take somebody else's wife and have him murdered and all that stuff. So that's the that's the background, the context, okay? By the way, as an aside. It's common in, in sports and in our society now for somebody to say, when, let's say you're playing golf and you hit a good shot, and your friend will say, you're the man, right? You hear that all the time. You're the man. Hey, you're the man. That actually came from Second Samuel chapter 12. Um, Nathan comes and tells David the story about uh, basically ultimately convicting him of his sin, and he says, you are the man. Thou art the man. That's, that's where this came from. So if you ever wondered where the phrase, you are the man, came from, it's 2 Samuel 12. Okay, moving on. So let's go back to Psalm 55. David is suffering. He's, he's hurting. He's saying, I wish I could just run away. But then down in verse 12 is where it gets interesting, and this is why it's tied to what we've been going through. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide But it's you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked about among the worshipers.
0: Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gash Show a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gas Show. I pray it blesses you.
1: What David's dealing with here is that one of his friends has betrayed him. One of his friends is actively engaged in conflict against him now. I skipped over verse 9, 10, and 11, but this is even more applicable broadly to our society now. Lord, confuse the wicked, confound their words. I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they prowl about on its walls. Malice and abuse are within it. Destructive forces are at work in the city. Threats and lies never leave the streets. You might be feeling some societal trouble right now, Our cultures in a little bit of a turmoil. The, the, the media is calling things that are evil good and things that are good evil, and, and, and you see all this turmoil and strife and political, fighting and you might be feeling stressful about that kind of stuff and that's applicable to what david's feeling here too except he was the king and they were coming after him and the person if you go back to second samuel i think it's 16 um yeah 16 so there's a guy named ahithophel ahithophel was one of david's closest friends and advisors and david's son absalom conspired with Ahithophel to try to take out David and overthrow him and take over the kingdom by force. So David's own son was rebelling against him. And of course, Absalom ends up dying because of that, because of the rebellion. And if you go back and read all that, there's so much treachery and palace intrigue and stress and strife that's going on between these guys. And it's in your family. So what Lisa and I've been dealing with, someone we love very much is hurting there's some stuff going on and, and 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 some of the stuff is is just really painful and and we're working through that trying to help them and and there's there's just some Strife and some, you know, some issues going on, and and the and has been hurt by somebody that we love and and somebody that we care about, and there is just a lot of conflict right now, and there is just some some internal turmoil and palace intrigue and and kind of betrayal and all these kinds of things, and and so there is there is just there is just pain, right? And that's exactly what David's getting at here. David is saying, "Hey, the, the person I love, this person I am close to, isn't who I thought they were." And they're rising up against me, and I, and I, I just want to run away. I just want to fly away and find a, a place where I want to deal with this. Of course, that's not possible. So David's in the middle of the kingdom being attacked and threatened from inside by his closest friend and one of his own children. And he says, as for me, 18, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. I call to God, and the Lord saves me. He will hold me fast. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, even though many oppose me. What's David saying? Every morning, I've been praying all night, the battle's going on, and I wake up, and I'm still alive. God's still with me. It's like that Willie Nelson song, Woke up this morning, still not dead. He's, He's saying the battle's going on. All these bad things are happening, but somehow you got me through last night, God. I didn't think I could make it, but you got me through that. I'm awake, and I'm alive, and I'm unharmed. The battle's still going on, but you're still with me. God, in verse 19, God who is enthroned from old, who does not change, he will hear them and humble them because they have no fear of God. He's saying, God's going to take care of this. So, yeah, it's true. David made lots of mistakes. Nathan promised him the sword's never going to leave your house. His own son and his good friend are rising up against him. But God said, God will not change, and he will keep his promise. And David's calling on that now. He's using memory and movement to find hope again and reminds himself, God doesn't change. He's going to take care of this. He's going he's gonna to rescue me. He's going to take care of it. My companion attacks his friends. He violates his covenant. His talk is smooth as butter. Yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. He's saying, my friend is out there conspiring against me, trying to siphon off support from me, Take, you know, using his gifts of speech that God gave him and, and turning people against me. But God's going to come through. And Then he reminds himself. So you remember, memory and movement. You have to move towards the promise, move towards the hope at some point, or you can really fall into despair. Verse 22, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He's talking to himself. This is like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're really scared about something and you say to yourself, Hey, Lee, buck up. God's going to, God's going to get you through this. You remember all the other times before when that happened, you know, we're going to move forward in his promise and he's going to come through the so David's saying to himself, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. As for me, he says at the end, at 23, I trust in you, God. I trust in you. So he's in the middle of this hard thing. He's been betrayed. He's under attack. Life is hard. He wants to run away, but he can't because he's in charge. This kid and his friend are coming after him, and he ends it by saying, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. That's what we're telling this person that we love. God's going to take care of you. This is going to work out. It's going to be okay. Okay. It's gonna be okay. Sometimes we just want to run away. We want to just want to get away from it all and, and, and somehow get through it. But, but we and somehow get away from it. But we know we got to stay in the fight and we got to we got to press on. And God is going to take care of it. God is going to deliver it. And you can too, friend. You can get through it. And Tommy Walker and Eileen and the band are gonna sing. He will hold me fast, and it comes right out of the scripture. Like no matter what is happening in your life. God will hold you fast. He will not let you go. He will not let you fall. As for me in 16, as for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. I call to God, and the Lord saves me. That's, that's what you need to know today. I'm going to go do some surgery. I'm going to go take care of somebody. I just want to share this little thought with you. Get out on the prayer wall, w1md.com slash prayer, and whatever you're going through, I guarantee you, it. it's probably not that your friend and your child are conspiring to murder you and take your business or take your take your kingdom. It's probably not that. There's always somebody that's had a little worse than you have, right? The sword's not going to depart from David's house, Nathan says, but it will depart eventually. Eventually, it's going to come through because God's faithful. He's got you, and he's going to take care of you. You just have to change your mind, and that's how you change your life. And the good news is, my friend, you can start today.
2: Psalm 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never
0: let the righteous be shaken. Jude 1, 24 says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. The Doctor Lee Warren Podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com/slash Doctor Lee Warren. That's patron dot podbean dot com slash warren patrons and partners get free books transcripts special patron only episodes and more and partners like you allow us to stay ad free and keep growing please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode and if you like the show you'll love my weekly letter check out my writing at warren dot substack dot com warren dot substack dot com get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier feeling better and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together